Welcome everyone to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tara. Greetings citizens. This is our science fiction movie podcast. We get together every week. We've watched a movie, we talk about it. And this episode in particular is the vote winner every month on patreon.com slash TV. Our patrons at $5 and up get to vote between four films for the show. And this, of course, is fitting into our 70s month. So all four options were from the 70s. And the winner was 1976's Logan's Run. So we'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers. But here we go. So I'll give you the, the premise. Although I'll ask one question first. Tara, you hadn't seen this before, right? This is a first watch? First time watch. First time watch, okay. Uh, I had seen this before a, a long time ago. Um, and... Uh, embarrassingly forgot i owned it on blu-ray and rented it and then realized i had it on blu-ray uh so that's my <laughs> story uh for <laughs> context uh, the premise of this is actually really high concept it's set in the future uh, and the tw- i remember thinking because i mentioned it was like 2240 something i went oh so about 10 15 years before babylon 5 <laughs> That was that was funny. <laughs> That's why it stuck out to it's me. It's probably during the Mimbari War. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's set in the future, and what's left of civilization lives in a dome. And because of the the wars and the famine and everything else, uh, they've got this really specific life cycle where no one is allowed to live past thirty. Uh, there's a small chance they'll get renewed in something called the Carousel, which otherwise kills you when you hit thirty. Um, but everyone is giving everything they ever need, and there's no work, and they they get stuff. They just they're, they're giving things. Pleasure is the goal of everything, and you live like a a king or a queen until you're thirty. Except for the exception, the one people with a well, there's actually there's a few people with jobs, I suppose. But uh, our main character Logan is a Sandman, and he is someone who hunts down people who try to run because they don't want to be killed. They want to like break free of the system. Uh, but of course, the story of the movie, as you would obviously guess, is that Logan himself is going to eventually end up having to run and want to break free from this regime and find out what's actually what it's like in the outside world and all that stuff. So that is the the basic premise. Uh, obviously, he has a love interest. Jenny Agutter's in there. She's uh, kind of the the woman who's already kind of part of the the wanting to leave the, the dome society. Uh, don't really have a name. Uh, but she's already part of that group and she's kind of the one who kind of gets his mind going about it. It has a bit more to it than that, but we'll save the rest of it for spoilers. Uh, but that's her two main characters, along with his kind of like best friend, who's like his co-worker, who's also a Sandman. So you can sort of maybe guess what some of the drama is going to be from that. But without further ado, Tara, did you enjoy Logan's run? I did enjoy the movie, yes. I thought it was surprisingly a lot worse than i was expecting <laughs> Joe, i was going to say when you said you did enjoy it there was a way you said it there was a tone to it that implied there was a butt coming <laughs> i was i mean okay a lot of it's really grounded and really great and i think the two leads are very very strong in it and their performance and like just so they're 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 very believable in this world and i really like them in it um but there's some real standout characters that I don't know what they are, what they're doing. And some of the set pieces and model design are really great. And then other times it's like, it's just, well, that's pretty obvious. They, they didn't try to hide that. And maybe it's just because I watch an HD now, but, <clears throat> uh, it, but it, it's still kind of cute, like endearing and I accept it. So it's, it's not as realistic as I was hoping it was going to be because the, 
uh, I don't know, like the look of the movie is very what you expect from 70s sci-fi. It's a very cool design and I, I'm into it. But uh, it's not as, as grounded as I would have enjoyed, I think. I think what's interesting about this is that unlike a lot of the other 70s movies we've done, both this month and in the first 70s movie month, is that a lot of them are set more kind of in like real places and there'll be like one sci-fi concept oh, there's like there's an ai or there's a something else or there's you know whatever this is mm-hmm. the most high concept one and that we're in these like domes underground and it's well not even the ground technically but you know it's just these science fiction domes they've got these like tubes with like transport like like carts that take them around and you know it's kind of like hamster tubes regard you know basically um yeah and so it's just super high concept and it's got this big sort of production value science fiction you know your, your big studio sci-fi movie feel you know and it is so you know so i think it's edgy mgm although i think it's warner brothers who actually put it out now like that's the, that's the blu-ray at least so <laughs> what's i think interesting about this is that this is 1976 one year later star wars came out and star wars yeah. kind of changed the expectations for what everyone thought that a, a big budget studio science fiction film could be so it's a really fascinating one to look at um, and sort of look at the, the expectations. And I think some of it actually, like, because I, I think even before I saw this for the first time, I always heard about it in the context of, well, it's kind of the, the last hurrah of really cheesy looking bad effects before Star Wars kind of changed everything. And honestly, I, I think some of the, the, like, the vistas of, like, the city and the dome where all the tubes and all that, I think they look, I mean, they're a bit simplistic, but they look all right, to be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, you could tell, like, there's a model that you're looking at, but you know, it's really detailed and they do a really good job, I think. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's is faint praise, but you know, it doesn't look like say the opening to Mystery Science Theater where it's clearly like cardboard <laughs> cutouts and shit like that. It's a bit more right. advanced. Uh but that said though, as the movie goes on, there's other things that start to creep in that really look bad. Uh there's yeah. other things. For example, eventually there's a robot later on, <laughs> which looks it's a really bad design from the start. But on top of that, yeah. you can actually clearly see like the person's lips inside the robot suit lips, moving teeth, up and down. Tongue. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's really shoddy stuff. And yeah, you could say, "Oh, give it a break. It's pre Star Wars." But I, I don't know. Like if you like, sometimes either you figure out how to do something so it doesn't look bad like this, or you decide that you can't do it because you should do something else instead because you can't pull it off. Right. Uh, so, and that's something that. It's just a fundamental rule in filmmaking. Sometimes limitations force you to do things more creatively, and then sometimes it even leads to a better moment or a better effect because you are leaving more to the imagination or because you're, you know, whatever. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I like the movie. Uh, I like the concepts. Um, I don't think it's like a home run. I don't think it's a great movie. Basically, I think the concepts are really good, and I, I think there's some standout ideas and sequences, uh, but... There's definitely, like you said, there's some characters that aren't that good. And honestly, like I, I remembered from watching it the first time, which was sort of vague memories of the premise, but I, I remembered them like, only been out of the, the city. And I thought this is too much of a spoiler to say that they do sort of get out and you see what the outside world's like, but mm-hmm. I remembered them been outside the city for like, maybe 20 minutes. There is an hour after they get out of the city, and the pacing, I, I, like, I just felt it. Like That last hour just dragged on and dragged on for me. It felt like they were just repeating information uh there's a new character introduced at that point who was just tedious to listen to because everything was so slow i just like there's some moments obviously that are good on their own but for the most part i just felt like this last hour could have been cut in half you could have condensed everything down and made it a 90 minute movie easily with what was there 
I agree with that. Yeah. So I do really love the concept, and I think there's another movie in the '70s that explores this concept a little bit better. Um, it's not exactly this, but uh, we haven't reviewed it yet, obviously. But I'm sure we will next '70s month. Is it a spoiler oh, to say what it is? Yeah, it's just a bit of a spoiler to say what it is. Okay. Okay. I don't know what it is. At all. I'm sure. I'm sure I know the movie, but like it, it's not springing to mind as you're saying that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll find out after. But <laughs> um, if I remember to ask that, which often I do not. But yeah, I. It's kind of like an interesting. Uh, we've said this a lot about a lot of seventies sci-fi, where they're really interesting little quirky proof of concepts. Where mm-hmm. we've said that a lot of them could probably do with like really good remakes, and I don't. I really say that about movies. I really do because I, I don't like them remaking movies, but they all fund. Most of the ones we've done have fundamentally been like, oh, pretty good, but not really kind of like nailed it. Yeah, I, I mean. This, this is like the, the decade of the indie film and a lot of the movies that we do feel like, you know, they could really use a bit more, a, I don't want to say budget, but uh, a bit more production. Like, I want to see what this apocalyptic world mm. looks like and you can't really show it with what you have right now. Or, um, but I, th- I mean, this one, like, I will say like the set designs and the costuming and stuff like that I think are pretty great with the exception with the exception of the robot like that's like the worst costume I've ever seen <laughs> but I'm kind of I'm mixed <laughs> on it because on the one hand I kind of agree because because this isn't an indie movie this this was a studio film and you can yeah. tell because it's got a lot of sets and they've put a lot of effort into all that stuff but it has that again that very old school quality to it where everything feels a little bit too simplistic to look at it feels mm-hmm. kind of like the idea of like making it more detailed and weathering things to make it feel more lived in and not just feel like a, you know, simple box, like rooms yeah, that are shiny. it does feel a bit like an indoor mall. You know, yeah. it, I mean, it looks like one too. I, I, they probably shot some of it in an indoor mall and just dressed up, but probably. The, there's like, there's some really impressive um, sets though too. Like, I, I, I mean, I mentioned the model work. I like that a lot. The, the, you know, the matte paintings for, for the background look really cool and, the uh you know the effects aren't too bad even for the time um and there's a there's like one segment in the in the beginning where you see like this really complicated stunt work going on and Mm. i really liked the way that looked i thought that was really impressive yeah i think what's interesting is that it's not like I, I, i think the first time i watched this i'd heard so many things about it like being really dated compared to what came just a year later and how it's the the, the end of this era of like cheesy sci-fi yeah it's and, the last of the flash gordon yeah style and yeah. honestly other than the robot which again looked terrible uh <laughs> the effects aren't really what i think is the problem with the movie though I, to me it's a it needs to be tighter you know the, the last half drags on I think the themes of the film could be more well pronounced. There's definitely moments where there's like really awkward exposition. Even though I do agree the two leads are good, there's moments yeah. where they explain things to each other. Like, why? No, why would you say that to each other? You don't need to sit to explain why something's red. <laughs> like you're, you're, the little crystal in your, your palm, she knows what that means. Right. Uh, you know, there's just um, those awkward little beats like that that stick out to me. There's also quite a few plot holes that sort of come up with mm. like. Okay, so he's being sent on this miss- mission, but like, no one's allowed to know what he's doing and why. <laughs> like, wouldn't you want him to be successful instead of have everybody out for him? I don't know. Like stuff. There, there are some questions that come up that 
seem like they could have been avoided if people just talked to each other. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of withholding things to create drama. And then on top of that, I don't even think there's a payoff to any of that. Like, it, like it's almost, it doesn't matter, like, why things happened yeah. earlier on. It's just, it was never it's addressed. A really, it's a really poorly planned, like, um, <laughs> plan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for, for Logan. That's been, like, assigned to him. So, yes. and, and it's done by a computer, so you think a computer... Would, oh, would notice this stuff. There's so, there's so many aspects to this this mythology that don't feel fleshed out either. Like, mm-hmm. you know, exactly what is this computer and what does it care about and why is it doing what it's doing? Or, you know, why... Like, there's, there's so many things you can ask why the world is the way it is. And there is, like, a couple of bits of text at the start that explain some some of it, of course. Like, it explains what, what's going on in the world, the stuff that's relevant to understanding the plot. But it never really sort of like tries to give any of it a reason or give any of it like some sort of like meaning behind any of it. It's just kind of, you know, it feels like people came up with a concept and went, okay, and then we'll never kind of explore what any of it really means beyond just, you know, because obviously we're going to talk about themes here. We're going to talk about uh, the sort of dystopian nature of it and control and uh, mm-hmm. freedom and, and all these kind of things. And now you've got the post-apocalyptic side of it and, all, all, you know, all this other stuff. Uh, but it kind of feels like it's, it does, it, do you know what, actually, the funny thing is, is that it is kind of this big, you know, blockbuster movie, essentially, for the time period, and it's why you can look at this and say, no, this could easily have, like, a $200 million, like, good remake by a good director. Like, imagine, like, uh, Nolan or Villeneuve, like... Well, I mean, they've been trying to, apparently, since the 90s. I know, yeah, they've been trying really hard. But it actually is very remakeable, and it could actually go much further with the concept. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I, I could totally see that. Especially, nope. you know, living in today's world where we are we're destroying humanity every day. <laughs> we keep trying to find new ways to destroy ourselves. But what I was getting at, though, is that it does genuinely feel like a, a blockbuster in the sense that it feels like a shallow one. It feels it feels kind of... I mean, I don't, I don't want to get, be too harsh on it, but it kind of is the 70s equivalent of like a Michael Bay movie where there's some cool concepts in here in this sci-fi movie, but it's kind of shallow and doesn't actually sort of go deep with any of them. And I think, don't get me wrong, it's better than that example because basically the standards were just higher <laughs> at the time. But I think it is the equivalent in the sense that it is a little bit lacking in the depth for all the concepts that it kind of introduces and the themes that it's kind of poking at but never really goes into it. Um, and then yeah. when it does actually get to them, it kind of just like has the old man explain it in really slow dialogue that doesn't really... I don't know. In between talking or quoting the Cats musical. Oh yeah, I, I, the, the funny thing is, is that I was forced to watch the Cats movie uh, not too long ago, so I actually got a little, I got the reference when you mentioned these uh, Jellico cat, and I went, oh god, no! <laughs> well, I mean, the, the musical wasn't around at this time. I don't think anyway. I think it was an '80s or '90s thing, but it was the musical is based off of a book of poems. Yeah, yeah, from so, T.S. Eliot. Yeah, so he's referencing the poem, but um, but T.S. Eliot is a. Uh, Account- I'm going to hold him accountable for that thing existing. Hey. Uh, how dare he? That's where my cat Gus gets his name from. <laughs> He's a jellico cat. He, <laughs> Gus could have been named after ten, any Gussies. No, I specifically named him after Gus is a cat at the theater door. His name who you might have heard of before. <laughs> G- G- Gus would be an angelical little cat Regardless of his name. The name's not really that important. He'd still be a little dreamboat of a feline. 
Definitely. So, uh, we can live without cats existing in the world. The music. You're not saying is... angelical. Though. I know. I know. Okay. I wasn't trying to say <laughs> okay. jellical. I was. I was. I. I just picked a word that, unfortunately, was very close to jellical. <laughs> okay. Trust me, I remember in the movie screaming out loud on stream, what the hell is Jellicle and what does it mean and why did he keep saying it? <laughs> if they're just trying stu- to get to the heavy side layer. Yes, explain! Explain that! That doesn't make sense! That's not part of this review. Because <laughs> you can't. Because it doesn't make any sense. It's nonsense from start to finish. It's not nonsense to a cat. Is it? Everything's nonsense to a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Two plus two equals four is nonsense to a cat. Um, unless you present it to them in uh, bowls of food. If you give them two bowls of food, then two more bowls of food. Then they lick their lips because they're seeing four bowls of food. So they understand it in those terms. <laughs> yes. You to Just checking up on my kitty. Yeah. <laughs> He's good. Yes. He's keeping my laundry warm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Until I fold it. Yes, I will lie here, keep it warm, and then maybe I'll, you know, at two o'clock, I'll lick my balls a little bit, and then maybe it's three, I'll go to sleep, have a nap, then at four, have some food. He doesn't have balls anymore. I took care of that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the remains. What remains of Gussie's <laughs> testicles are licked? The, the sad little empty sack. <laughs> Don't worry, I did that to my cats too. They're all... I just do that to all men who live here. <laughs> but i do it you know emotionally not literally (laughs) Uh, okay okay i thought you meant you were crying your eyes out as you were coming with like a a hacksaw (laughs) (laughs) no 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 they just Just, feel like they don't have any balls anymore just bawling their (laughs) eyes out as as you're just (laughs) sawing the sack off um Right, well, this is this went places. Uh, so, Logan's run. <laughs> Logan's run. It's it's okay. I think it's an okay movie. There's things about it I like, but it it does definitely. I, I you know it's it's seeping in like the the cheese of the era. You know it's seeping in stuff that just was a, on the brink of becoming better and becoming a bit dare I say grittier and becoming a bit more realistic or or even just not even real. I, I guess. I'm not even sure what the word to use for that. I mean, maybe, maybe just grounded is the word, but like the idea that uh, I feel like it's trying to like have all these themes and it's trying to say all these things, but it feels but they like, just really want to have an orgy room. Yes, there's, there's, there's a weird <laughs> hypnotic orgy room. Yes, more on that later. Actually, what was this? This was a, this was an A. That's like a like a G rating. Maybe. I think it's a PG rating. Yeah, an A is a PG. Yeah. Okay. Well, that- I, on look on the IMDb, I think it said it was PG. It said A for me, uh, so yeah, it's PG then, I guess. Uh, still a lot of boobs in this for a PG, though. A lot of boobs, a lot of butts. A lot of boobs, a lot of butts, yes. Um, but, you know, uh, that's par for the course, apparently, with these 70s movies, as we've been finding out. Um, yeah, um, I don't know if that's also what he had. But anyway, what I was trying to say is that it feels like there's all these weird, like, corners being cut with the logic, where the... And I don't know if it's just because... Because these types of movies don't exist yet, or because like these more grittier stories don't exist yet, the thought never occurred to them to sort of try and question more things and try and make things feel a bit more lived in and real or, or whatever. But it does just kind of feel like, oh, we've, we've built some shiny walls and like one computer screen, that'll do. But it just looks like such a movie set. 
and it, it never really feels like anything other than that. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a simple disconnect, yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, some of the rooms looked pretty good. Like, there's one room where he goes in and there's these, like, really big, colorful walls and they all the colors or the lights from around the colors are uh match the different like age colors that they're assigned mm. as they grow up so like it kind of implies that it's tracking there's like a constant ticker going around um yeah i mean they're, they're very simplistic designs but they've put in some effort no that's kind of what i mean is that it feels like that old school effort it feels like a lot of money went into it and mm-hmm. it feels like you know they've spent effort, you know, spent time building all these sets and all, all the rest of it. And but there's something just a little bit kind of Hollywood to Hollywood about it. I would have liked to have known more about the AI that runs. Yes. If it's an AI or robots or whatever that runs this operation. Yes. And who programmed it? Yeah, like did mankind <laughs> program it to? I assume to program themselves because we screwed everything up. Uh, yeah, uh, I, what's weird about it is this is the first time I've watched it since I'm, you know, over 30. <laughs> so I'm watching going, oh wait, I'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old by this movie standards. So were most of the actors when they were making the movie, if that's any consolation. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Uh, Michael York feels a bit older than 30 to me. Uh, hey, he's he's fresh-faced enough. Uh, he's, he's, he's kind of borderline. I mean, Jenna Agar, was, I think, was in her 20s, and she looks in her 20s. Uh, which, I mean, is, is I suppose, a cynical point. The woman is younger and in her 20s. The men are all pushing, like, mid-30s. <laughs> uh, something to be, to be said there of the time as well, I suppose, that we have kind of, you know, prodded at in various, in various movies that we've covered from the, the period. Uh, I think we're probably about ready to sort of dive into the movie with uh, the spoilers. I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So... Thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Bordenow, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, Brett Williams, and David Brown. They're our Patreon producers for the month. And that means they are $20 or more on patreon.com slash TV. But you don't have to be a $20 patron, do they, Tara? Why no? If you enjoy our show and our reviews, please check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. And if you donate as little as $1 per month, you will get access to bonus episodes of reviews we do. So if you're looking for your favorite B-movie sci-fi flick, where is it? Maybe it's on the bonus tier episode, so please check that out. And if you donate $5 per month, you will get access to our reviews one week early for the show. And some other shows you get like a day early. So. Uh, this one's a day early. And this one's a day early. Other shows are a week early. Other shows are a week early. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> I'm stuck on TV shows. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I I think I'm starting to love for the gusto you put into the why no uh, when I when I hand <laughs> I you know, over I the say Patreon. smirking. <laughs> <laughs> why no? It's a matter of fact. You could do other things. <laughs> I I almost expect you to do like the uh, you know the like like a, almost like the school teacher hands in the hips when you sort of go well no as you're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to channel the more awkward person who's never been on TV before uh, why no Alex uh, <laughs> come check out our great deals <laughs> they're having a fire sale uh, okay so <laughs> oh, I was an arrested development pill for anyone who's uh, 
not not familiar. Uh, so yes, full spoilers for Logan's Run from this point forth. You have been warned. Uh, so I mean, that's a decent job at the start of uh setting up the world. We have an example of the carousel, which is where people who have been called in to die, which seems to happen when new babies are born, which don't have parents. They're kind of like incubated and whatever else, and the like they hope for like a renewal. Although it's pointed out later, and I can't believe this never occurred to anyone until it occurs to Logan later on that he's never actually seen anyone get renewed. <laughs> like, it's never happened. It's that rare. Even though, the way they talk about it is like, hey, yeah, you're, you're up for renewal, there's no reason to be too depressed. I'm like, you've literally never seen it happen to one person. The, the odds are like winning the lottery at best, from the sounds of it. It's not, I thought they get like reincarnated. I was a bit com- confused. Like, so the renewal is you just get a like a uh, a reset on your little hand gym i think so yeah and but everybody gets reincarnated uh, that's what their belief is anyway I, I think so yeah i think that's what they believe for and that's not the same as the renewal no i think the renewals actually because later on he's shocked when he sort of like learns that no one's ever been renewed because he asked the computer the question and he gets really upset about it right uh, ne- i mean I'm, it would uh, be pretty obvious if you met anybody like in their 50s if everybody else is in their 20s and 30s I, I, well i think i think the reason why that, that never occurs to them that part, particular part is that i don't they've never seen an old person so they don't actually realize that they're supposed to age to what a 50s mm-hmm. person looks like because uh, that's a big deal when they find the old man later is that right, they're true. like oh beard wrinkles what is this there's cracks in your face old man um that's th- true so, you know, but we see like someone try to run and we see Logan and his buddy, uh, was it Francis, uh, chase him down. Francis. Uh, he ends up over a ledge, but a really big, you know, fantastical death. Um, it's, uh, it's fun to see like the pleasure that they take from, from like torturing the runners. Oh, they're super into it. it away. Yeah, they're making a game out of it. They, they love it. They're super yeah. into it. A uh, little bit Seems- disturbing. It seems, yeah, it's, it it adds a layer of cruelty. We're like, all right, you're going to have to really make me work to like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then it sort of like shows like normal life where he goes home and they have kind of this, like, I mean, I guess I'll call it like a weird Tinder thing, but it's like, they call it the circuit and it's basically anyone else in the city who's like sort of opted in is basically game for some sex. Um, mm-hmm. Although my question was though, because like when, he, when, he yeah, when he first turns it on, there's like a guy that appears and he mm-hmm. kind of, you know, swipes whatever way is saying no. <laughs> I never used Tinder. <laughs> right. Um, is right no? Wait, or is bl- that right? No, I think right must be. Right sounds like it's the, the positive one. Yeah, you swipe left. I have to do the thumb motion. Okay, yeah, you swipe, you swipe left. But no. If you do, if you're like, nah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure if the guy who appeared could see him and understood that he'd been rejected. Uh or if it was like he gets a preview before he swipes like yes to say yeah come on in um, well when you see the girl like she's already there in the room it's not like a no no does she like scan herself in well she kind of like, appears like, in the tube but i was wondering if like maybe they don't actually get to see him until he's yeah, like, that's said just yes. like their facebook profile picture but it's kind whatever of. they look like at that moment yes and then she's then, wearing the same like sheer green and then she tubes in um Although, um, I don't think we should skip over this, like, because oh. <laughs> they, I mean, they they basically are like, there's a guy that shows up first before a girl, and he's like, into it, and then says, nah, 
Oh, no, <laughs> Not in the mood point. for a man. <laughs> that's a good point for, for the 70s. Yeah, okay. This is actually quite far ahead of its time. Like, they're even entertained the idea that in the future, like, this would be normal. And that, yeah. And then, yeah. like, when she, when she, like, shows up and doesn't seem to be interested in sex, he's like, do you prefer women? Is that what's going on? So oh, it's just, it's, it's sort of like a normal thing in this world. And I think at this time, like, people were being put in mental institutions, or at least maybe a little bit earlier. No, I mean, give it props uh, for that. Um, it does, you know, fall behind on other issues. Um, yes. I, I, as we noted, <laughs> because we were talking about before we started, uh, Tara noticed that there was a black actor on the credits and said, wait, I didn't see a black actor. Where was, where was the, the black actor? Yeah, their, like, utopia was all white yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she said to the character, was it? I went, wait, Tara, that was the robot. <laughs> like, so, uh. so the one black actor in the movie, you can't see that he's black uh, because he's covered in like this like tinfoil and like this weird box thing for the bottom half. So, the robot design was terrible. Like, could we really emphasize how bad this robot looked? Yeah, it uh, is not making our top 10 list of best robots. <laughs> yeah, when we get around to that one. Uh, if we do like a, a bottom three or something, though, it might, uh, <laughs> yeah. might make that... Uh, but yeah, so so you know, positive in some ways, just, uh, but not really negative in others. Because like you say, it is an, it is like a pure white like society, and mm-hmm. there's no one else left. You would never think anyone else of any other race had ever existed going by this movie. No, um, I mean it makes sense that everybody's like beautiful because they're all twenty and thirty year olds. Like, there's kids there too. Yeah, but I think they are all in like a certain a separate area. It's it's very yeah it's very cynical to say like okay yeah conveniently this premise means that everyone they get cast everyone is a young and hot person like ah oh, it's all yeah. like hot twenty five year olds like hey look at our sexy <laughs> movie the CW I mean the CW should probably just do a TV show Let's scrap the movie let the CW make it because that's all they want to do anyway uh, there was a TV show it lasted like a year after <laughs> and it was like a year after this movie came out that they made the TV show uh, it only had one season though so I'm going to call it a non success. Yeah, but I mean, the reviews on or the rating is higher on the TV show than it is the movie. So, I wonder if that's because less people. Maybe if you like the concept, maybe it'll work. Yeah, but I wonder if that's because less people have seen it. So, like, the more people see something and rate it on IMDb, the the higher chance it's going to be lowered, Mm. just by I don't know, law of math. You can't question math. Wonder if it's on Amazon or something. (laughs) Might be worth checking out. (laughs) Um, So. Yeah, and it's interesting because he's very confused because she kind of says no to him mm-hmm. when he tries to. Because he's basically like, all right, then let's go. Chop, chop. Next time. Yeah. Um, and she's like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> uh, I would like to talk. And he's very confused. And he sort of like plays along. And he's just kind of, and he's not like a complete dick about it. He's more, he's more just kind of like genuinely bewildered uh, than he is like, like a, you know. I sort pig. of got the impression that she was she needed a companion mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily for sex but then once she was chosen by somebody who's clearly a sandman was like mm, don't know if i'm interested but i still kind of want to talk to you because you're somebody who like i can get a new perspective from on this thing i'm thinking about yeah that makes sense and you know he sees the the ank like she wears around her neck and that like makes him curious and he, he goes to the computer the next day to like you know ask ask about it and the computer's like did it did it this is symbol of the sanctuary a place where runners go 
a civilization that needs to be found and killed, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's, he, you know, he starts asking these questions and he gets very confused because this is where he kind of realizes the computer, without saying it directly, kind of admits that no one's ever been renewed. So, like, everyone dies at 30. And then, you know, essentially gives him this, like, double agent mission where he's to pretend to want to, you know, run to sort of infiltrate and then find out where this is and, like, go and get to it. And this is, like, one of the weirdest things in the movie to me is that he's given this mission and typically other movies and stories have trained me and maybe it's a good thing that it doesn't do the, the typical thing, but I, it doesn't do anything with it, which is the big problem, is that I'm trained for then, okay, so him and, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jenny? That's her actress name. Right. Jessica. Jessica. Oh. Jenny's the actress. <laughs> so, him and Jessica, okay, they're kind of falling through each other. She starts to trust them because he's been more and more kind of one of them, blah, blah, blah. But eventually, they'll, she'll learn that he, this was like a secret mission and she's going to feel betrayed, but then he's going to have to prove to her that he's really changed and he really does want to run and he really does want to go with her. And it just never really comes up. And she even kind of hears it towards the end of the movie and it never even like phases her or makes her question anything or... Like, yeah, you've yeah. been lying to me this whole time and like... I let you kill some of my friends in order to <laughs> in order to help you escape because I believe to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing that he does have going for him in this is that he really is fighting for his life. But yeah. why? I, I mean, I never questioned that he, he does kind of flip and he does... Because he was already kind of curious when he goes to see the computer. So he kind of takes this mission and he's already starting to kind of think and question things. But mm -hmm. one of the things you mentioned earlier, though, is like a lot of the, the, the action and stuff is forced because if the computer just let the other Sandman who are supposed to be his comrades know that he's going undercover, like his best friend, dude, uh, Francis, like he like takes, like he, he sort of like spies on him and f catches him like letting a runner go and then immediately kills the runner himself. Yeah. But then he kind of like personally gets upset and wants to hunt him for it. Yeah, it like, becomes like a real Inspector Javert Jean Valjean. <laughs> but like if he just knew he was undercover, he would just back off and let him do it and like I don't yeah know. but there's so much action that we get from him chasing after him he's kind of the main antagonist for a lot of the movies him like running after him and he you know he follows him out into the real world and all these scenes like happen where you know there's like gunshots and i do i like his character too because i like his perspective of he's just he doesn't know every, all the information that logan knows mm -hmm. so when he like starts to see all this stuff he just accepts that that's the way it is actually and I it's still go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say on on their relationship, I I started to kind of question what it was at the end of the movie. I, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but the way he kind of like yells at uh, Jessica about how you know he was happy, he was a sad man, and he was happy, and you took that from him, and he says it like he says it like he lost like the love of his life. Like I don't know, I I don't, I'm not yeah, saying it was. I think the... I I think there is something there. But I don't think it's I don't think it's sexual though. I I think sure. it's it's all just my brother like you took my my family from me yeah but it, i it think felt they were really just emotional. so close you know yeah. like a fellowship it felt really emotional though and it really surprised me i was like oh th that that made him a little bit more complex than i thought he was before because beforehand it was yeah. okay he's just kind of like the dude who cares so he's an antagonist and that's about it. uh mm -hmm. that actually made me go oh okay that's something of interest like, there's, there's some serious betrayal going on in yeah. his eyes he He's he because what he's not just like you know the character in fahrenheit 451 or pick your other dystopian movie where he's the company man who will like rat you out he's not just that character he's personally hurt that you mm -hmm. took someone and convinced them that 
like this world that he still believes in is a lie and like no no i you know i wanted him to be a part of my world because you know maybe not romantically but i love him so like i hate yeah. you for it like that made him a bit more interesting i guess yeah no i agree I liked him. I liked his performance too. I liked the two of them together. I thought everybody had like really great, you know, charisma on screen. Mm -hmm. And I liked the three main guys a lot. Yeah, three leads. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Um, it's some of the other characters that fall a bit short. Um, yeah. I, so, yeah, so, <laughs> so once he has this thing, he kind of like seeks out uh, Jessica and she's like, oh, you hadn't been found because of your position of power, but blah 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 like you know why you're here and there's a whole thing made about where you know she says i'd like to have the choice uh of being with you he's like well you do and it, again he says it in this way that it's like it's this really interesting weird in-between thing where he doesn't say it in a way where he's being like snarky to try and prove that he's a good guy and he's not also saying it like he's like like that he's never really thought about it before he just mm -hmm. kind of shrugs it off as like, well you do like, he just, I don't know, there's like a weird, like, and I like this. I like that it's this in-between where he's not being a dick about it, but he's also yeah. kind of befuddled that she'd even have to, like, he, He's not that. Tim Thompson doing it. He's <laughs> <laughs> not Jack Depp. He's not Jack Depp. Yeah. It was, there's a, yeah, it was just this weird, like, it's, it's, it's not so much that he is, it's almost like the idea of consent to him is just assumed, and, and not in mm -hmm. a malicious way, it's just that he's kind of like, yeah, of course you have to consent. Why would we even talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's uh, um, just compared to other stuff. Uh, but I suppose if you live in a, in a in a world where you can just, like, beam somebody into your room who is already game for sex, and if they say no, like, whatever, I'll just beam someone else in. Yeah, and then you never <laughs> see them again. Maybe that would, yeah. you know, imply that consent is just something that we do. Because there's no love, there's no marriage, yeah. You know, there's just... This is because yeah, you opt into the system and then you can get the rate of you saying yes or no and then leaving and then you just go to the next person. It's, I mean, it's very streamlined, I, I suppose. Yeah. But and uh, another thing that the computer did that I I meant to bring up was that he he so so he's like, well, computer, like, won't everybody know that I'm not actually fighting for my life because uh, I still have like four years left. Oh, yes, this and, is important, yeah. And so the computer just, like, I don't know if the computer actually is able to age him four years, no, or if I it think, just changes it, the gem. Yeah, it just changes the gem, I think. It okay, because uh, they sort of, like, did things with the camera, maybe implying that the computer's able to age him three years. But, yeah, so I guess it's just the gem, like, starts flashing. And yeah, it, he keeps saying, like, but I'm going to get those four years back, right? And the computer never gives him an answer. It just shuts down. But I'm going to get this four years back when I'm done, right? Yeah. And so now he's like, actually has motivation. And he yeah, has yeah. zero motivation to come back. <laughs> yeah, it's the idea that they can just take that time from him and the computer doesn't even care that he's been robbed of time. Right. So uh, the computer's sending him on this mission to go find this sanctuary for people who don't want to die early. And basically just give him a reason to go find this sanctuary and stay there and never come back yeah no uh but when they meet up together and he kind of like bring he, he, he takes out the ank that he got from the runner that they, they killed at the start and he's like hey i want to be one of you i want to run you know i'm getting getting old i'm flashing now look at me blah 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 uh and she isn't obviously she's kind of like skeptical or whatever but they end up going to where all the kids live 
uh, the cubs mm-hmm. as they call them um and this was kind of weird there's like a sort of like tense situation this is one of these things that felt like it had been more expanded because it, it's, it's like they give us just this quick scene of the kids and it just kind of felt like there needed to be more on this like you know how exactly are the kids being raised like was it was like his childhood like this did they all live in like a place like this were they born or were they like i don't know artificially are they two babies well they're definitely babies. i mean i think i mean I think, yeah i think they are two babies uh are they clones? Now they talk at the start about who the seed is, so I think maybe the citizens do supply some DNA for the computer to go blah 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 blah. And I mean, baby. it would be easier, right? Then <laughs> making clones. Yes, because because uh, that's that's kind of the first time we see him at the start is that he's questioning. I wonder who the seed is, and Francis is like, mm-hmm. ah, I don't question such things. Like, no need for that. Uh, no one needs to know. Um, I thought maybe it was like I'm. He was questioning if it was a, a resurrected person. Hmm. Like, oh, I think that's oh, okay. Yeah, that's Mike number two or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm surprised we're only on Logan five at this point. Surely there's been like tons of Logans. And again, we don't know how this city's how long this city's been functioning. I suppose I don't know if they. We only know it's the 23rd that. century. Yeah, we don't know when the apocalypse itself happened. I don't think maybe they mentioned that at the start and I forgot, but. Um, so they have that, but then he's like, okay, I want to change my face. So they go to this, like, because this is something they mentioned a few times before we get there, is that some of the runners will, will get their face changed. And it's a legal thing to do. Like, regular people will go and, just because they feel like having a new face, they'll go and, like, get this magic, you know, laser surgery to change their face. And this is actually one of these scenes where there's a couple of effects in the movie where it did feel a bit goofy how it just kind of overlaid things on top and it was clearly not really happening in the scene. Uh, later on, there's like a cave-in where there's just like rocks in the foreground that have just been like superimposed <laughs> and it just looks really goofy. Um, yeah. Here, there's some of that, but I actually really like this scene uh, and t- how it ends, mainly because I-, I was thinking about, okay, how much more brutal this is going to be because it's, actually, it's the implied brutality is quite extreme here, but actually right. seeing it properly with modern like, effects would be amazing. Uh, because essentially the the doctor who's doing this and he's played along at first he gets a call to like apprehend him or whatever so he tries to laser him uh when he's lying on the table yeah it, it's like a very very classic bond villain move yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but he you know logan's able to fight back and he throws the doctor on the table and this laser just keeps slashing these this laser at him so he just keeps getting cut and cut and cut all over it and all i could think was just how brutal this would be with modern effects with oh, like definitely. the burn yeah. effects and all that i was like oh this could be really nasty with modern <laughs> uh, technology as it is only it's a sam raimi had made this <laughs> uh yeah i mean I, I, yeah i don't know it's potential uh there uh then, uh, you know, Francis shows up and chases him, and this is where we they, they, they chase through, like, a hypnotic orgy room, where there's just tons of, like, naked people, and for some... Do you know what this played like? It was like one of those scenes where you, you go into, like, a dance club, and they get sort of lost because the, the, the crowd sort of separates them. Yeah. Except here, it's, like, naked people, and they're not even that packed together densely. It's just kind of... They keep getting grabbed as if, oh, yes, join the orgy to attract the yeah. people. Yeah, and it's almost like the whole room is laced with ecstasy or something because everybody like mm. time slows down everybody gets real horny when they walk inside so <laughs> it's because because i think francis like just succumbs to it <laughs> it says okay for naked women i guess i'll hang out here for a minute. yeah I, I'll, I'll give you 20 minutes <laughs> and then I, have to, I really did have to go in afterwards <laughs> but they, they keep running they end up going into like uh like where a lot of like her people are like the people who like sort of help people run uh, why these people themselves aren't running 
I'm not sure. Maybe it's just because they believe in having like a, a hub at the edge of the like city to let, let people out. But they they go out into like kind of like all this old sewage area that used to like supply the power. Uh, Francis chases them out because he like you know gets the key that uh, Logan dropped at one point, so he gets out as well. Um, and there's a bit of a chase. They, they shoot the glass. There's water. They're splashing around. This, this is this is the sort of stuff where I'm like, oh, this is like. This is your big budget blockbuster stuff, but you know, in comparison, this is a seventies version of it. But this is where we'd be having like ridiculous, over the top scenes if this was done today. This this would be like mm-hmm. there'd be like multiple stories of tanks. There'd be like you know falling down waterfalls. There'd be all sorts of shenanigans that are happening. Uh, but they do get out, and they get out into a uh, ice cave. Well, they go through like it looks like um like a boiler room or something. And we spend a lot of time there hmm. where they're being chased first and they have to prove that they're part of this club. Like they have the thing and they have to be approved and fair faucets there, which we didn't mention before. Oh yeah. This is, <laughs> this is before the, uh, the tank stuff or the water stuff. This is before they get through the locked door. Yeah. 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 So they get like a whole, um, like there, there's like the, all the sanctuary, cultist i don't know what to call them <laughs> the, the the true believers <laughs> of, yes. the, of the sanctuary <laughs> like they it, they all they stop our two leads and they want to kill logan with these uh electric spears and uh farrah fawcett comes in and saves them and then uh, well, for context, for context, she saves him because she witnessed the doctor stuff and men- she saw him fighting the other Sandman, which kind of proves that he's not just trying to trick them. Right, and yeah. what's her name? Like uh, Jenny? No, Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> Jessica is Jenny. Like- <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Jessica is like defending him against her friends. Like these are all people that know her. I mm. assume because they're all part of that. Oh, right, Joe, you know I'm going to stick up for the computer a little bit here. Because mm-hmm. arguably the reason why this is successful is because there was a Sandman fighting him. So if you told... Now, admittedly, they could just tell Francis to come in and pretend to fight him. <laughs> like, he could be in on it. But I guess That's maybe true. the argument... Well, but he thinks... Uh, Logan thinks that this is the sanctuary, but it's not. It's just no. like their protective layer. And so this is where he, like, sends the signal to say, hey, like, come yeah, no, find me here. It's very noble that he makes and, that choice. He still he still lets them know that, that he's found them. Yeah. He still calls in essentially, which yeah, results in the death of everybody there, except it, for our two leads. I'm going to give this the Your Hunters of the Future Award for <laughs> destroying a civilization. <laughs> I know this is very, a very your thing to do. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, if you don't get that, that reference, uh, check out our bonus episodes for just one dollar per month at Patreon.com/slash/MailFestTV. <laughs> but no, like. You know, we're making these awards a thing occasionally, and I think this one fits the bill. This is the Your Award for Destroying a Civilization. He was really good at that. He did yes. it like four times. Four times in one movie. It was really <laughs> quite impressive. I, I, yeah, I, all this stuff is, is, is interesting. Maybe that's part of my problem here is that, like, Logan's arc for the film is that mm-hmm. I kind of already find it, kind of felt that he'd already kind of switched. So when he, he does this moment here where he still presses the button to have them still come in, that's why I kind of expected some sort of big face-off with Jenny, or sorry, <laughs> Jessica eventually. Because, right. because oh, like, this is like, he has to kind of sort of confess to this and atone for it because he got them all killed. Right. And he, he still excited with them, even though he was already kind of doubting it and everything. 
but it never really comes up again. And it's like, well, okay, well, if he still kind of didn't make the switch yet, and he still kind of believed in the, the, the city he was in and the rules, then at what point after this did he switch? There's not really, like, another... Because he'd already... It felt like he'd already switched, and then that just kind of kept going. And it, it never really felt like there was a moment after this where he... Yeah, it wasn't like he... He got every he got all the rest of the Sandman there and they killed everybody and he's like, Hey, I did it. I did a good job. Now I get to come back and have my four years back, right? There wasn't yeah. anything like that. He just ran. Or or even if he just saw even though it wouldn't surprise him really if he thought about it, but even if he just saw a bunch of Sandmen come in and like kill everyone brutally and be like, Wait a minute, I might have made a mistake. This was kinda of, you know right. evil. <laughs> like maybe I right, should yeah. rethink my my views. Like something, but nothing. Like it, there's no like repercussions for him doing this to him. Uh, mm-hmm. And it never really gets addressed. So I think yeah, that's you think she would be really upset about it. <laughs> but she completely just kind of forgot they ever existed because she really likes him by the end of the movie. Uh, oh, he's so. a handsome guy. Oh sure, yes, he's, he's young, he's, young he's, Michael Michael York. He's a handsome man. She's a very attractive lady. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't be. Uh, that's all it takes. Yeah, uh, no reason at all. So, I. But yeah, it is a problem. But they get into this escape, and this is you know where we get interesting here because we have to talk about this stupid robot named Box, who keeps making some absurd references to like seafood and whatever, and like he's he's here to collect food. But the the sort of twist here, uh, also there's a really random excuse here to get Jenny Ag- Agar naked, and I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the visual, but it felt <laughs> gratuitous. It was just kind of like because there's no reason why we had to see them undressed to put on the the, the well, like the, it's the 70s. How else are they going to get that PG rating? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, apparently shooting a m- baby monkey in the face didn't get it, so... <laughs> yeah. Gotta be boobs. But past that, though, uh, the, the, the discovery here is is that once, like, actual food stopped coming, anyone who actually ran from the site, everyone who's escaped the city before never actually made it any further than this because this robot, like, freezes them as if they're food and, like, sort of stalks them in his, like, ice cave. So we see all these like naked people just in ice cubes, and then he's like, he pulls out these really cheap, crappy-looking weapons, really awkwardly, and we get a like a shootout with the robot, uh, which ends. I think he's he's meant to be like rolling, like he's got wheels yes. for feet, but he's just kind of like <laughs> shimmying. Yeah, it ends in a really bad-looking like cave-in that crushes him. You know, like I say, there's just rocks superimposed over the front of the mm-hmm. the visuals, and it just looks really bad. You know that that line behind the dryer for a for clothing, mm-hmm. like your clothes dryer, the that that bendable duct work that goes into the wall and disappears. Yeah, that's what it looks like. The robot's costume is made out of, and then the actual dryer is something that he's wearing. <laughs> oh, sure, I get you. The, the 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 shiny sort of metallic thing. It looks is, very yeah. like go to Michael's and buy your supplies and make your own robot. <laughs> costume for like a class a class play or something it's so strange it looked really bad everything about it looked terrible it's uh, yeah and like you said you could just see his mouth and his yeah. teeth and lips behind like the the part that's supposed to be metal <laughs> it's not good yeah because it's I, not like he's a cyborg or an android it's not like he's data from star trek where he's supposed to have organs he says stuff. he's something of a hybrid between mm. man and machine but i think it's just because the only machines that we know of, or I think it's because it's an AI system that runs everything, but because he's like a physical robot that moves around and he's sort of man-like, I think that's what he's describing. He's not actually a cyborg. Yeah. 
parable. Not good. <laughs> and so is he storing people for food? Is that what he was saying? Yeah, not for him though. I think I think he's programmed to store food for like either humans that programmed them or something. But he's kind of like gotten screwed up along the way and just started storing people as food for someone that's never going to come to does, eat them. Does that mean people in the city eat the food? Because I'm someone's going to get the food from him, uh, and if it's just another robot. <laughs> true. Okay, I never thought about that. Yeah, maybe this is how like they're they're feeding meat to the the population. It's all the runners <laughs> get fed back to them. Yeah. Possible. I never thought of that. Uh, lean meat. <laughs> Some lean cuts. Yes. Uh, they get outside, though, and they see the sun, and they're like, what's that? And I'm okay with that moment. I, I do think it's a bit weird, though, how he sort of holds his hand up and goes, whatever it is, it's warm. I'm like, really? You're out in the world for the first time, and you, like, make the correlation that the heat's coming from that? It's not like... See, when you go outside, it's not like the sun, you feel like a specific beam of heat coming from it. It kind of heats everything up around you. It's not, it's not like... Well, yeah. But if you go from shade to... Sure. To light, then, yeah, you can notice a difference, but... I'm not so it's, sure that I would jump to it's that ball in the sky that's doing the heat. I think it was odd that he was staring at it for so long. Both of them were. Yeah. Um, and you, I was, you want to look away now? And I was okay with them being excited at the found water. I was okay with them looking up at the... Because you know, they're in Washington, you know, they, they find like the, the, the monument and the, the Lincoln statue and all that. And they look at Lincoln and I'm like, oh wait, I've never seen someone looking like that. And it's because he's old, right? They've never seen someone who's aged to that degree. And I like those moments. My problem with all the stuff here is that then it gets like reiterated again and again as they're talking to the old man and they kind of really like, because they're looking at the, the tombstones and like, beloved wife, what does that mean? But then we have to have a whole scene where they talk about it and then they sort of say, maybe you could be my beloved wife and maybe you could be my beloved husband. That sounds quite nice. Uh, they seem very happy when they when they meet the, the old man, like mm -hmm. how at how mad he is and like he is just like a crazy old homeless guy yeah he is yeah and he's he's, he's you know, he talks kind of in just sort of like random phrases he's he's, he's very kind of he doesn't, he doesn't really finish his sentences also he just kind yeah. of teeters off and they just love it <laughs> like, they're really into everything I, that he's saying i really have to admit i laughed at the end and not not in like a good intentional way that the final shot of this movie is essentially lots of young people going Ooh, let's touch the old man. Like it's all them like coming in like zombies to touch this old man because he's different. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. this is a weird ending. <laughs> I get what it's saying that they're all excited to see someone who's old and they'll learn that they can live, you know, not forever, but live to a, a reasonable age, mm -hmm. uh, given the choice. And obviously, the Earth's fine. There's nothing wrong with it up up top. Like they're, they're surviving just dandy. They can breathe. Yeah. There's no radiation, at least seemingly there anyway. Animals, bugs. You can hear birds in the background. I wonder how much of that though is because they couldn't like, like take them out. <laughs> like you were seeing stuff in the background. So, okay, we'll just leave some bird sound effects in. There's no point in hiding <laughs> it. Yeah, we maybe. can't digitally remove them. Um, uh, but yeah, that's that's back half though. I felt like the pacing just droned on. Like mm -hmm. I don't know. I was I I got to the point because you asked me like how long I had left at one point, and I was like, oh, it was like twenty five minutes left, and I was like, wait, how's that twenty five minutes left? Because I, I I really felt like the conclusion was going to be when, uh, you know, Francis catches up to them and there's a bit of a standoff and that's when he sort of yeah. yells that you took him from me and he dies, because he even dies in his arms, which again, going back to this, there's a sort of love element to it. And, mm. you know, he looks at his, his crystal at the end and he sort of dies, not really understanding and, you know, it's kind of sad. And I thought, okay, they're going to bury him because the, the old man shows them how to bury someone because they don't understand that people get buried. They're confused by this. 
And I thought, okay, you can have them looking off into the sunset and roll credits because they've got hope because they've got something out here now. But then they start talking about going back to save everyone and, like, convince them. And I'm like, don't worry, which makes sense. Conceptually, it makes sense that he would want to go back and, like, basically save everyone by proving that they don't have to adhere to these rules and that there is a world out there. I get it. But it's kind of rushed in this, like, last 20-minute period where it doesn't really amount to a whole much other than one gunfight uh, in the computer room where the computer keeps asking him, like, where Sanctuary is, you know, where is it? And he doesn't answer, but they've got, like, a sort of, like, mind probe thing. Just out of nowhere, they've got a mind probe thing where it kind of, like, makes a hologram of his, like, his face and it's, like, his inner voice sort of just going, Sanctuary! I like the, um, I liked it, though. I like this part. Okay. Uh, sort of. Okay. I like I like the element of like you can't hide your secrets because they have technology that's able to pull to draw that from you. Um, I I like I like just the the constant repeating of the answers in the background. It was a bit um, I don't know. It, it kind of gave it an eerie tense tension. Okay, I, I did like that. I, I don't like how the computer so is um, defeated. <laughs> it's just so easy. It just feels super easy. He does absolutely nothing, and because there's a question that there is no answer for, the computer just explodes. Yeah, it just freaks out and dies. Uh, because it is, it's like, there's no, there's, he keeps saying there's no sanctuary. It's like, does not compute. <laughs> does not compute. Does it make sense? This unit must die. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a shootout with the, the Sandman, and, you know, it's basically stuff starts exploding, everyone gets outside. Because the old man couldn't go in like the, the weird like you know little water fixture that they snuck in at the top, so mm-hmm. they all come outside and it's like just at first it's just this one young woman who's kind of like beard, what old man? Your hair is white. You have cracks yeah. in your skin. And they're all just kind of like going towards him and kind of touching them, and it's and I just the, the 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 actual final shot is just when our two main characters look down and smile as there's an explosion behind them, and then it says the end. With the freeze frame, and I'm just kind of like, okay, <laughs> I don't know. The, the whole end just feels a bit too easy. Um, no, I, I understand. Actually, when he started saying like we have to go back, I also checked the time, and it's like we only have 20 minutes left in this movie. We spent like over an hour and a half like escaping. Yeah. Do <laughs> so you want to go back in like only 20 minutes? It feels like it's going to be rushed, but I also kind of want it to be over. <laughs> yeah, I think that. So, it, I can totally see this being like a two and a half hour movie that feels well paced uh, with mm-hmm. the right you know, script and whatnot. But the problem is that this movie kind of just the pacing falls off a cliff once they actually get outside. And yeah. then so that when it starts like setting up this like last bit where it's like, oh, we have to go back. It's like, wait, oh, there's another section. Are you serious? Just end. Please yeah. end. Even though it's obviously the ending that makes sense that they're going to go back and liberate the people. You know, like, hey, you can get old. You can have a life. You can have love. Um, because yeah, I mean, some of the themes we don't really talked about the whole idea that yeah, they don't have love, they don't have marriage, they don't have, they do have individuality to a point. It's not like quite the full on like you're not allowed to learn or things or whatever. It's just that they're just cut off from a lot of it, so mm-hmm. they're kind of limited in that. Hey, don't think about things too much. Just enjoy the jacuzzi you've got. Uh, so I guess I don't know. Maybe some consumerism. Maybe that's why it looks like a mall that we're going for that kind of almost Dawn of the Dead style. We're going to tackle because malls were a relatively new thing at the time. Uh, mm. in the 70s so uh, maybe that's a very intentional uh, way of looking at that um, but you know it's, uh, yeah I, I, to me it feels like it's, it's got a lot of good ideas but it is kind of like lacking in exploring them enough and then ultimately 
uh, pacing issues, some goofy effects here or there. But admittedly, not all of them. I think there's a lot of matte paintings and a lot of like model work that I think looks good. Or looks, I agree. You know, at the very least, it looks good in a charming way, if not like properly good. Yeah, I agree. I did read in the trivia also that the old man uh, improvised a lot of his dialogue. And it is pretty rough, so mm. I think that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. And if he just scene. didn't memorize his lines, surely they could have found another old actor around <laughs> to do to do a day or two. <laughs> yeah, this. Mm, mm. It's not yeah. like they had to go on like location, really. I had laughed though when they said that they didn't know what cats were, and they mentioned that no one in the city's ever seen a cat. And he's like, "I've never seen a cat." I'm like, "Yes, yeah. the life has no meaning. <laughs> they haven't had cats." I was thinking that this old man is a lot like how you're probably going to be in the next <gasps> forty years. <laughs> how dare you? Cody the Cats musical. I'm I'm so offended. Surrounded by cats. I'm offended by this on so many levels. Mumbling I'm nonsense to yourself. I'm offended <laughs> that A, you think I'm going to be crazy old cat lady, man. Because uh, that's depressing. Secondly, and hopeless. And hopeless. And I'm also offended that you think I'm going to want to quote the worst movie I've ever seen. And... <laughs> it's not that bad. It's in the ballpark. Alright, it's in the ballpark. It's an affront to good taste everywhere. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Everyone who's in that movie is complicit, right? Hey, if you already like the musical and you accept that it's a bit strange, then it's very easy to just give into it and watch the movie and enjoy the music. Yes. Um. Basically, when I saw that movie, my reaction to the faces in that movie is what their reaction should have been to the old man. <laughs> like oh what's this oh this is weird it's like a face but it's not un it's not unnatural what's what's going on it's weird can we touch it is it real <laughs> yeah i just i'm just imagining though in a real world scenario jenny agar comes up to an old man hey can i touch your face and old man's like oh please yeah go touch whatever you want <laughs> no okay. lovely lady <laughs> Uh, look, I'm not going to lie. Between American Wolf in London and uh, Walkabout, I, I developed a bit of a crush on Miss Agatha back in my uh, late teens, okay? Aw, it's good that you also have weird celebrity crushes. It's not just me and my, like, young Garrett Graham. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing weird about a crush on Jenny Agatha at her prime. I, I suppose that's true. Yeah. Whereas the villain from Police Academy 6, City Under Siege, that's a bit odd. <laughs> just so confident <laughs> well uh, look out for the bonus movie that we're doing for later this week uh, well earlier this week actually I'll, yeah it'll probably go up before, yeah it'll go up before this because that's the go up before the end of the month yeah so, so uh, check out October's bonus movie yes Terror Vision starring Garrett Graham um, about a monster that beams down from space through a satellite dish can't wait. I haven't it, watched it yet. I actually watched the first like five minutes earlier before falling asleep. And the only thing I'll preview for everyone is I had forgotten that it's it's got kind of that thing where you know in like sitcoms from the nineties and stuff where outside the house is clearly just like a, a set and it's fake. So there's just like a generic almost like dusk like like painting behind some like fake trees or bushes. Mm -hmm. It has that. It's like it's super fake. Uh oh awesome. Uh but uh they put all the money into the monster design, that's all I'll say. Um, 
With Gary Graham's paycheck, obviously, because... Uh, well, yeah, he's, he's A-tier. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Uh, A-tier for B-movies. <laughs> <laughs> he's a subset of A-tier, yes. Um, but, I mean, that, that's that's basically the thing. I, I don't know if you get any sort of other themes or final points you want to make about Logan's run. Mm. I would like to see a remake. I hope it comes out of development hell, because I think the... Uh, I think the story is good, and I think, I mean, you're right in that it totally whiffs on the, the big ideas in this, but I do like the world design a lot. Um, I think I think it looks really 70s, which is just super fun. Yeah, yeah. I I also think it should get a good remake. Now, admittedly, if it gets remade, it may still be terrible and much worse, because, you know, just because they make a new one doesn't mean it's going to be good. They may, they may hire Paul W.S. Anderson to make it, and therefore it's, you know, going to be a train wreck and much worse than this ever was but i think there's a lot of potential in it and it's kind of whenever someone says hey what movie do you think should be remade logan's run tends to be one of the first things that comes to mind because like i see a lot of potential that it just didn't, doesn't quite live up to even though i do think it's worth watching if you're a sci-fi fan and it's worth the the time you spend on it but there are and issues. i think i think the three main characters are are fun to watch like yeah, yeah. i think it's still worth a watch so then, what are you rating? What are you rating Logan's Run? Mm. You know, the bad stuff is really bad, but I did really enjoy watching it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with seven. Maybe it's generous, but I I did like it, and I I think. I think there's enough there to make it like a bit of a, a cult classic sci-fi movie. And it is kind of, now that you mention it, like the last of the of the big science fiction movies before Star Wars changed everything. Yeah. So it is kind of this uh, cultural like set piece of American cinema. Isn't American? I mean, they were in D.C., but everybody was British. Hollywood, but pre- Star Wars, you know. I mean, Hollywood loves to cast British people in movies for some reason. I, I don't know <laughs> why it's such a thing, but it is. Uh, what if the computer had a British accent so everybody had a British accent? <laughs> maybe the programmer was British. Um, maybe it's just a few more sci-fi. Hey, got, these people have got weird accents. They're not like... Or uh, to throw off like where we actually are. Yeah. So that when they actually see the big, you know, giant dick in DC <laughs> standing up... <laughs> They're like, oh, we're in America. I got a shift for the temple joke, and Tara just whips out this, oh, the monument's DC's dick. I mean, it's common knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> it's look at us, world. Yeah. Ours is bigger than yours. Compensating for something, I think. Uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if America had a vehicle, it would be a giant truck that mm-hmm. that hauls nothing <laughs> so depressing but it's it true spews <laughs> spews diesel and mm-hmm. and carbon emissions into the atmosphere not that diesel's the worst but you know what i mean with a sign on the front that says if i hit you it's your fault and i don't care <laughs> yeah and a don't tread on me license plate <laughs> mm-hmm. yes um well what's my rating then <laughs> after that wonderful metaphor I would. I don't think seven's too off 
I, I like I'm tempted to go that high as well. I think the reason why I'm going to nudge it a little bit lower and go with maybe the 6.5 is because to me, 7 is where I'll outright say something is good. And I think this is just shy of being proper good. It's mm. just too, a little too many things that I think are wrong or there's a little off base or too many things that it doesn't develop well enough and character beats that just kind of never really come up or or never explored. So I'm going to go with a 6.5, which is say it's very watchable. It's very charming in a lot of ways. It has a lot of things going for it. But it does have a lot of things going against it as well. Uh, but it's definitely not a bad watch. I, like I say, the pacing in the second half is maybe the worst thing about it in terms of actually making it a kind of a tough watch for parts of it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's an easy enough watch. So, uh, Logan's run. Uh, yeah. Thank you, patrons, for voting for it, though. Because I really needed to check this one off. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and there's plenty more 70s movies to go. Uh, so, we will have more 70s months in the future. Uh, maybe we'll even do all decades. Uh, Seventy just kind of became the de facto month to go back and do theme months on. Uh, I think it's maybe just because eighties onwards, like t- they, there's more of a reason to do them on a regular basis. I think if anything, a fifties theme month would be the the other obvious thing to do at some mm-hmm. point. But uh, but that does wrap up this seventies month uh, one last time. Uh, which if I, I think this episode will go out publicly on the last day of the month. So so this is effectively our Halloween episode. Which, Ooh, spooky. <laughs> which is, has nothing to do with Halloween, of course, but hey, enjoy. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, by all means, uh, yeah, let us know what you think in the comments. You've seen the movie. Uh, so, if you made it this far in the review, put the word, uh, what did they call it? Sanctuary. Put the word sanctuary in the review to let us know you got to the end here. Uh, I'm or Jellicoe. Make- I'm going to make... No, no, Sanctuary. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Uh, I'm going to make Tara do her pose for the thumbnail so if she can uh, sit back so her head's not cut off. There you go. Uh, three... Let's take these off. You can leave them off if you want the, the show to be a bit different or the thumbnail to be a bit different. Uh, no? no, that blue light's hitting my eyes. Okay. Yes, Tara's been... For the audio listeners, Tara's been glasses this episode, which doesn't usually do. Uh, all right. Three, two, one. Pose. <laughs> I'm running. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I just hope that you don't uh, reuse it when we do the Running Man at some point, which we definitely have to do because I need to watch that movie again. <laughs> but uh, Sub Zero now, Plain Zero. Uh, it's a really bad one-liner, but I love Arnold for it, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'll accept it. So yeah, uh, that kind of wraps up the discussion of Logan's Run. Uh, as mentioned earlier, there's there's Patreon and there's uh, liking. Liking is super important on YouTube. It is the free way to support us and support all the content and keep everything coming because more people will find us if you like. Uh, same with commenting, same with rating the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. So please do any of those things to help show your support. Uh, we love you loads for it. And you can catch us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for updates and other things and whatever else. And should I tell them what's going on next week? Oh, no. What did you say? And we're out. Oh, okay. <laughs> What? Hey, you're, you're, you're the one that likes telling them what's coming next time. I, I mean, I don't mind leaving it to mystery. No, I want to know. I want to know what I need to watch. Well, we're actually doing a little, not a theme month, but we're doing a little uh, a little triple sort of like mini-series, if you will, with, with a theme. Mm-hmm. So we have three movies in a row with the same sort of element. And that element is that they're all set in 2020. Uh, bum, bum, bum. But they weren't made in 2020, obviously. They're, they're all from the past. So next week's film is Pacific Rim, which yes, is set in 2020, which is so weird because it was not even that old a movie. It feels like, oh, I just saw that 
but it was 2013, so it was slightly in the future. Plus, there's giant robots, so, you know, sci-fi. <laughs> so, yeah, Pacific Not Rim. Not looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, I have to quite enjoy Pacific Rim. Uh, the, the third one's the one that I'm not looking forward to, because I've never... Well, have I seen that one? Maybe I have seen it. There's a third one? No, the third one we're doing, and there's three. Oh. Not, not the third <laughs> Pacific Rim movie. <laughs> I, know, I know there's two. Yes, yes. And we'll have to do the sequel at some point since we did the first one, but we'll, we'll leave that till early next year. Um, and it is worth mentioning that Logan's run here, this was episode 89 of the show. Um, so we're about to go to the 90s. And hell, now I was just born. That's the 89s, you're my birth. What a good number. Um, but uh, we're just going to get to the 90s, and it's notable that episode 100 has been something that's kind of been picked out since we started the show. So it's kind of a nice monumental thing to get to. to... What could it be? Yeah, what could it be? Yeah. Um... The mystery. Hmm, yes. Oh, is uh, it Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> You wish. Uh, and also, speaking of milestones, we're actually getting very close on YouTube to 10,000 subscribers for MailFuzz TV as a whole. So, uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah, we're, at, we're just about nine and a half right now. So there's a reasonable chance we're going to hit 10,000 before the end of the year at the pace <laughs> that we're currently going. So uh, I don't know what we're doing for that yet. I mean, I think it's something. Probably like a live stream with everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was good luck convincing everyone to appear at the same time. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, we all secretly hate each other <laughs> well everyone loves me but everyone hates each other else we tolerate <laughs> come on you had the most control <laughs> come on I am a, a merciful ruler mm-hmm. iron fist draped in velvet everyone everyone <laughs> adores me it's fine uh, okay, that's been Logan's run. This is the end of our second 70s month with more to come in the future. We're going to into a little triple feature over the next three weeks of movies set in 2020, starting with Pacific Rim next week. So look forward to that. Um, and we actually also have another uh, vote winner, the premium vote winner from like like last month, because we're, we're, totally, we're a bit busy this month. But Explorers, the 1985 film, is coming soon. So that's in the next couple of weeks. So look forward to that too. So... Uh, so that's basically us. Thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching science fiction and computer at Salsa. Run, Logan, run. <laughs>